You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Hello again, everyone. This is Doug Thorpe, and you're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Today, we're going to take another journey into the realm of personal passion and really hitting maximum potential. My guest is an expert in that area. Her name is Patricia Lindner. Uh, Patricia, welcome to the show. Hello, Doug. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be with, to be with you today. Likewise, likewise. You probably are detecting a bit of an accent. Uh, Patricia, tell us your uh, your your heritage and background. Yeah, sure. I'm located in the southern part of Germany, and um, yeah, that's where I live. But I always love connecting with people from all over the world, especially with people from America. I, I think as we were uh, teeing up to do this show, I, I shared with Patricia that I had studied German in high school and I um, have not had much chance to practice it. <laughs> I took a trip to Europe a number of years ago and we were doing the Rhine River cruise and I was so excited I was going to get to dust off my German and I'd go into these little towns and villages and try to talk to the locals and they'd go, no, speak English. <laughs> 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 what a fun story. So yeah. uh, it, I, my uh, my American heritage was a little too obvious, I'm afraid. So probably the Texas spin to it didn't help my German any at all either. But, <laughs> well, Patricia, as is now somewhat accustomed on my show, give us more of a background story, your journey in in the business world and how you got to where you are right now. Okay, so let me try to put it in something like a nutshell, because this is a very long and winding road. Um, so my original background is being a teacher and a teacher's trainer. And I used to work in a leadership position, training teachers, coaching teachers, when they started their work as a teacher. And I really loved this. I love being in this leadership position. I thought this is my zone of genius. Um, and I really loved doing the job. I think I was pretty good at it, but my body showed me that I really need to overthink this or to, to really dive into if this is truly what I want to do all my life, because I had a lot of pain in my joints. I started having some more body issues and finally I could not stand up, get up anymore. Mm. Um, wow. And then I took some time off. And this developed into starting entrepreneurship a couple of years ago, because I realized that there is more, there is much more and there is much more that I'm passionate about. And I always um, had been studying and doing apprenticeships in very different areas all about human development and personal development. And so I created my little, I, I'd call it like boutique business where I work highly customized with people. Very nice. And, and you know, your, your backstory there is not uncommon. As so often I run into entrepreneurs who have 
taken a detour off a path of what they thought was the logical thing to be doing. Maybe it was based on their schooling. Maybe it was family heritage, whatever. Um, and, and, and they have that awakening one day when, and I'm sorry to hear that your, your body rebelled and made you make that change, but that's not uncommon either. That sometimes it's yeah. that stress and frustration manifests itself in many different ways. And it ultimately does come down to a sense of alignment with a bigger purpose, a, a bigger reason for existing. So um, tell us a little more about the kind of the focus you've got now with your boutique practice. I love that word, by the way. <laughs> it's, that's a great, great description. Yeah, yeah because so I, I don't want to call myself the, <clears throat> the coach because I think lots and lots of people use this expression. And um, so I call myself the career alchemist, someone who gives you um, the career compass or career from within so that you can really thrive in whatever you desire and you can um, uncover everything that you might not be connected with so that you can love the job you're in and that you can love the life that you live because one day it is too late and you are going to regret this and I'm the preventer I'm the creative instigator um, I am a guide who shows you how to really discover what is hidden and yeah to connect you with what you what lights you up like I touched on, I have run into so many people that took out on their adult chapter of life, you know, meaning they, they, they grew up and perhaps went to school somewhere or, or maybe not, but they went into the work world and they had an early opportunity to do something. Maybe it was consistent with a school degree that you had, or maybe it wasn't, but you got busy on it and you did okay. You got promoted, you had opportunities. You didn't really look for another job for a while and you rose up to a certain level. And then all of a sudden, one day you had that awakening that's like, eh, nah, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't seem right. And is, is there more? I love your phrase career within. Uh, talk a, a little more about that. Yeah, so when I work with people, they most of the time are on sort of the threshold to discovering more. They feel like they are stuck in a soul-sucking career. They feel bored or close to burnout. And um, they, they figured out that with their thinking mind, they, they don't know what to do with their lives, how to make a left or a right turn, how to leave their careers. And so the thing, the methodology that I um, created is something that is not like writing lists, checking boxes. It is something where you really make a deep dive into your soul, your body wisdom, something that really comes from within. And um, I'm just working with an amazing lady who is a lawyer. And then she said, you know what? I really did not know that I, I, I am not lit up with what I do. And now I figure out so many zones and areas 
that I love and she discovers her true desires. And I didn't tell her about that. That's why I called it career from within, because it's something that the client discovers with my guidance and with my help and with my a little bit of spiritual work, a little bit of very grounded work, creative work. So a mixture. I reflect, and some of my listeners have heard me talk about this before, but going all the way back to 2008 when we had the big financial crisis in the U.S. and in really many parts of the globe, you know, unemployment went up, companies were laying people off, and people were being thrown into job search, and having never had to look for a job. I started an organization that was coaching people through that career transition. And it was really early on in the process that I discovered people needed to reconnect with that sense of purpose. I would have people come to our programs and <clears throat> we were holding weekly workshops to help people train up and be ready. But I, sort of pivoted the effort to help people reconnect with that sense of purpose and peel away whatever title and and sense of identity because of a job that they had had. And I even got to where I would ask people when they would come to us brand new, I would say to them, tell me something about yourself. And you know what the usual answer was? Well, I'm an engineer and I've been doing da da da, or I'm an accountant, or I'm a teacher, or I'm this and I'm that. And I'd shake my head and say, no, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> mm. Tell me something about you. And then yeah. they would like, oh, well, you know, I'm married, I've got kids, blah, 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 whatever. But we would help them go through that, our own form of that discovery and reconnection. And I'm not saying people always did a 180 degree detour in the in a career path, but they usually took whatever their experience had been up to that point and were able to reshape it into a target area to go. Maybe it was a whole different company or perhaps a whole different industry or go start a company, go start a business of some sort. We had a lot of those happening too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And when you said connecting them with their purpose, so I think this is a big question. Why am I here? What am I here for? And what am I passionate about? And it is so beautiful to see people peeling back the layers of false narrative because they are often stuck in this default circuit of stories about who they are. And or what they are meant to do or what someone told them to do. And it oftentimes goes back, very often goes back to their childhood. Um, and so we peel back the layers and then finally they they have those epiphanies um, of who they really are. Right. And that's, that's so amazing to see this. Yeah. What um, what are some of the early steps that you get into with a client? If someone comes and says, I want you to be my guide, where, where are we going? How do we do this? Yeah, first of all, I really look at the whole picture. It's not um, just job focused because I think that's um, um, so important to look at the whole life. So I let them dive into something that is like a life wheel or a wheel of life. 
where certain areas of their lives are covered. And we dive into this um, on a deeper level than um, maybe sharing something about human design. I don't know, uh, Doug, if you know about human design. Mm -hmm. This is one tool that helps me to connect with their energetic blueprint and um, their purpose, their path, and they can see areas that are challenging. They can see areas that um, show them their superpowers and they connect with more of who they are. So this is the very early stage. Um, then um, I guide them through different stages where they discover what they are really passionate about. That could be in a deep meditation or that could be in something I call vision walk where they discover something or some more details about who they are. I do creative work where they um, connect with their body wisdom and express it creatively. Yeah, so there are many more ways. And so I, I, I not most of the time, I always react to what people bring to the session. Um, one lady, I had to laugh. She said, you are a one-stop shop. I didn't hear this word before. Um, and I was very impressed about this word. She said, whatever comes up, you can react to that. And so I can't, because I, I studied so many things. Um, this is so easy. If she comes up with a family issue, family of origin issue, I can help her. And so when this is needed, I dive into the family history. Um, and if if there is some grief or pain about something, body issues, I can dive into that. That's and so it's highly customized, but there is, uh, yeah, some steps that are always the same, of course. Well, we, we, we have actually uh, explored human design here on the show. Oh, I had a guest cool. uh, several episodes ago, a lady named Miranda Mitchell. We had a fascinating talk and it was interesting i um kind of in full disclosure i i guess you would call me a little more of a mainstream business thinker uh, and obviously the concept and the notion of uh, human design was a little bit out there for <laughs> some of my audience to embrace but i i got a lot of very uh, positive feedback on that show you know people were saying oh i didn't think about that or didn't know that it gave me encouragement and i and i wanted to do the show because i am if nothing else i'm fairly open minded to those kinds of ideas because i think it's important that leaders in particular and people that are trying to build a business or run a family or, or be an influencer in a community, they need to leave no stone unturned in the effort to maximize the potential that you've got. Yeah. And whatever tool, whatever method, whatever study, any of that that you can embrace and employ to help you reveal your true and best self i'm all in favor of it and yeah i love that you're so open i love that and if that sounds like swimming in tea leaves somewhere <laughs> in the river I, go for it <laughs> go for it you know cool cool yeah and 
so lots of people they don't think about maybe I love that you said leave no stone unturned because um, oftentimes it's um, when people want to um, level up and they want to really uh, come to a different income or a different position or open up to a broader perspective, something holds them back. That's what um, I see very often. And this is like keeping them in a zone that I call the comfort zone of pain uh, that always rubber bands them back whenever they try to leave the zone and they don't know why because this is like they go back to their familiar barometer of what they are capable of what they can achieve and they don't know how to get rid of this rubber band that doesn't let them enter their zone of genius and um, yeah oftentimes it's an ancestral issue because there is this maybe idea of being fundamentally flawed because they they experience that as yeah. a child <clears throat> or there is um, like a I call it a code in the family that doesn't allow them to up level. Yeah, yeah, it it is. It 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 becomes a learned behavior. And uh, I, earlier today, I was shooting another episode with a guest, and we were talking about that. It's commonly called limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. and and they those limiting beliefs come from uh, sadly they usually come from some part of our upbringing, whether it was a teacher at school that was particularly cruel and mean, or sadly a parent that just had no ability to give encouragement but rather you know would would knock you down and it's typified by statements like you know you're not smart enough you're not fast enough you're not pretty enough you're not tall enough you're you know whatever and those images that we pick up and carry with us can become a lifelong work to try to break out of them and get away from it and and realize and and I am a if I've not learned anything in all my experience, the one thing I have learned is our this machine that is a human being has far greater capacity than we usually let ourselves enjoy. And you know, rising up out of whatever limiting belief or or limit that you you might believe you need to follow is uh, is a very uh, freeing experience if you ever get there. Absolutely, absolutely. Beautifully said. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So it, it it is hard. And I also, as we go down these paths, I, I, I feel a ethical and even somewhat legal obligation to, to recognize that I am not a licensed psychologist. I, I don't want anybody listening to take it that way. I'm assuming you're not a licensed psychologist either. And with that, there are, that said, I think we can still share opportunities and alternatives that people can consider because it is still a type of opening of the mind. Um, Well, let me say it this way. I tell my business owners that I work with that if you're going to own a business, 
there's one small piece of real estate that is the hardest asset you'll ever manage in your life. And they'll go, Oh, what's that? And I'll go the six inches right here. <laughs> that is a tough piece of real estate that can get you in more trouble by not thinking the right way or thinking the wrong way about opportunities and ideas that may be out there. Yeah. It could limit you. And so, I totally, I totally believe in what you constantly think about is going to manifest. And if you think about not being capable of something, it would be hard to to manifest your success or your happiness or whatever. And yeah, I think the mind is something that we really need to pay attention to. Well, I want to, I, I guess I, I don't want to take this too far off track, but I, as you were saying that, and I totally agree, th there's one element that I keep running into time and time again, and that is business leaders, business owners, and, and just people in general. If you really get to talking to them, they'll tell you there's not enough time in the day. I'm, you know, I'm out of time. Uh, you know, Doug, your idea is good. That would be a great program that I would probably enjoy and get some benefit out of, but I don't have time to take on one new thing. Mm -hmm. And I always respond with the question, well, do you have, can you afford not to, <laughs> you know, if, if you're, if you're telling me you're stuck where you are, you're not satisfied with your outcome, you're not satisfied with your result what do you mean you don't have time to do something different? Yeah, that's great. And I don't know, Doc, if you read um, this book by Michael A. Singer. Um, now, I forgot the title, but it is excellent. It is the latest um, book that he wrote. And it's about, no, it's not Michael A. Singer. So I'm, I'm such a bookaholic, but I recently read a book that touched on this time uh, thing and it said there is Newtonian time and then there is um, Einstein time and Einstein time is that you feel like you are the creator of your time and you can really work on this you can become your creator of time and that was so interesting I listened so I, I also bought it as uh, the audio book and so I listened to this chapter several times because it really struck me that oftentimes I myself said oh I don't have time for this I'm running out of time that makes you the victim of time and he said you have to shift into um, being the creator of your time and this starts with a simple thing just like not saying things like I don't have the time if a kid asks me can you just look at this mom and I say, ah, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have the time. I'm running out of time. That always puts me into the victim position. And this was a big learning for me to not use this wording. So this was the start. And he talked about more of this. Very Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I, I love your word victim. And, and that's ultimately the exact way that I approach it. If I'm doing an interview with somebody who has called me to say, I might need a coach, let's talk, you know, so I, I'm talking to them and they'll say, yeah, but I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't have time for that. Well, blah, 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 time, time, time. 
and I'll shake my head and and say, well, when are you going to start? You know, when do you want to take control of that and get out of that victim mindset? Right. Because that's really right. what it amounts to is is allowing yourself to become a victim. Yeah. Totally. Tremendous. Well, I'll tell you what, Patricia, we're going to take a short break and get a commercial message plugged in here. But when we get back, I'd like to really kind of dive into several more of the aspects of this. I think it's fascinating work, and I really am excited about finding other ways to help people really reach their maximum potential. And we'll be right back. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's Doug, T-H-O-R-P-E.com. All right, everyone, we're back, and uh, thank you for listening in. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm Doug Thorpe, and I'm uh, meeting with Patricia Lindner. Um, uh, during the group break, we were off in the green room. We were talking about a couple of things, and she has a program that I'm going to ask her to talk about a little bit. It's, it's one of many things in her toolkit. Um, the idea is if a person feels stuck where they are they're they're kind of not even sure where to go next or <clears throat> what questions to be asking uh there's a there's a program a tool or a method i guess i'll let her explain it in more detail but uh patricia tell tell everybody what that is yeah okay so this is called logosynthesis um it's um freeing your mind just by the power of words that sounds a little bit Woo-woo, maybe, but it totally works. It totally works, so and it it's, is. It's logosynthesis, as in logos, yes. the Greek for for word, the word for word, yeah. and synthesis, putting together. Okay. Yeah, and it is a rapid working tool, um, an energy psychology tool that just works with three sentences, and you have to find the the root cause or something that is um, maybe a later story. So it is best when you can address the original story, but sometimes people don't know. And so they come up with maybe a symbol and you can easily, easily get rid of the trigger. And they feel like, whoa, what happened? I just said three words, three sentences. And now I feel like, hmm. Why did I worry about this? Yeah. And so this is fantastic. Yeah. Is there, can, can you elaborate a little more and give maybe like an example of somebody that had an epiphany or a breakthrough with that? There are many, many breakthroughs. So we could talk about, so this, this works for people with um, fear of spiders. That could be a very easy uh, uh, example that could be someone that has fear of speaking in front of people. But now that you ask me, I talked uh, to an entrepreneur and then um, she she shared with me that she can't, because we were talking about reaching the next level and finding a true potential. She said, you know, I can do everything, but I can't earn more money. I can't earn more money. Mm. 
Um, and this is, so this keeps me stuck. And then she decided to work with me just for this issue uh, that was several years back from now. And then we discovered her family story of origin. And she shared about her dad, who was, she called him a fraud. And he was always gambling and uh, throwing out a lot of money and um, not doing money things in a very honest way. So she felt like money is dirty. Mm. And then she came up with this picture of herself and being surrounded. So it was like a tunnel vision and being surrounded with a lot of dark charcoal. That's charcoal. That's what she said. And she said, I can't see anything. Everything is dark. Everything is like, oh, I don't know where to go. And so she didn't address anything about her dad, but she had this picture of being in this tunnel this full of charcoal. <clears throat> yeah. And so we worked with this picture. And finally, so the charcoal became lighter and lighter. And so finally, in the end, there was this picture in her head about looking through a very clean window where she could see um, herself like being mirrored and she could see her beauty. And this sounds like not working with money at all, not working with anything about her dad's story. But in the end, and I know because this is a couple of years back, she could earn more money. And this was just this one-off thing to clear the charcoal Wow, that that's fascinating. And I'm as we've been talking here, I'm uh, reminded of an idea that it came. I, I'm a big fan of the TV phenomenon Ted Lasso, and and just the beautiful, heartfelt philosophies that come out of that show. And there's one scene in particular that is my all-time favorite. He's in the pub when this uh, the guy Rupert, that's the the mean, rich former owner of the soccer club, you know, challenges him to a, a, a dart match. And Ted goes through this whole little speech about being curious. And he said he realized growing up that the kids that were being mean to him, it wasn't that they were really being mean. They just weren't curious anymore. They didn't they didn't want to know him. They didn't want to know anything about him. And he turns around and says, you know, essentially what he said to Rupert is, Rupert, you're not very curious. You haven't asked me if I know how to play darts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he proceeds to tell him he did every day of his life until he was like 16. His dad, you know, was playing darts with him. And he, of course, proceeds to beat Rupert and win the bet they had. And But it's that be curious. And back to family stories, you know, I think in general, I, I fear that our systems of education kind of squeeze the curiosity out of young people and they stop being curious. And it's only the rare few that survive all of that and go into the adult world with a curiosity to say, like Elon Musk, why don't we go to Mars? Let's go to Mars. I think we can do that. And, um, you know, I mean, love him or hate him as a person he's he's got some great curiosity and some ideas that are driving pretty great things 
So um, it's that it's that level of curiosity and breaking through some of those uh, family stories that can hold us back. Yeah, you need to be curious and open-minded. And I think um, when you can imagine things, you can reach them. And you are so true. Just when I listen to what, what you said, um, working in a way like I just described with the logosynthesis, um, that was oftentimes much easier when I worked with kids. Maybe when they had issues at school, they were frightened of certain school subjects. It was much easier to work with them because I did this in person um, for school kids as well. Then it was for adults because they had this, okay, now this is strange. Um, this is something new. Um, and, and we learned to not be curious and not be open-minded anymore. And so I totally agree with what you said. And not to digress, but um, my wife and I are experiencing something along that line with our grandkids. They've just started back to school and they were basically going to a new school that they had not been to before. And there was a summertime kind of orientation program where everybody came together. So they got to meet people and teachers and things, but that was weeks ago and they kind of forgot about that. And so leading up to last night, or I should say night before, there was a lot of anxiety about the new school and a lot of fear and doubt and, you know, concern. It, it, it wasn't a real happy moment, <laughs> <laughs> but they uh yesterday was the first day back and they went and um they um we were talking to them last night and said well how did it go and and it was like oh it was great <laughs> you know it was it was good it was all it was all just fine and you wanted to say do you remember what you said yesterday yeah. you know why and of course we didn't we just said oh good good that's good you yes. know see it all worked out it's all fine and it, it's those again, I guess, if nothing else, it proves the point. Our minds have a way of just doing some phenomenal things, but in that same capacity, they can spin up some phenomenal anxieties and fears that aren't real. Absolutely. And I'm reminded of a, a quote, and I say it often, it's from Mark Twain, he said, you know, as I get older and look back, my life has been a whole series of tragedy and horrible events, most of which never happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I just would love to sign that because I, I experienced the same. Um, that's so true that you oftentimes have those horrible fantasies about things that never um, come true. Never come true. We, we spend true. too much time worrying about it, fretting about it and yeah. uh being afraid of it and then it never comes to pass or it's yeah. it, it turns out to be a much more pleasant experience when yeah. it does happen so yeah it's so it's, it's really great if you are able to calm the mind and balance the thoughts and unlearn who you are i just had this word on in my head unlearn or unbecome who you are or who you think you are so that you have all the potential that was laying dormant. Yeah. 
So, you know, to <clears throat> I know we're kind of bouncing off each other here with ideas, but then, then <laughs> as you said that, the other thing I thought about is the irony there is if you really are saying to yourself right now, I feel stuck and you want to move forward, sometimes you got to take one step back and you, you have to say, oh, where did this come from? Let's let's go clean out that old dusty closet and now maybe I can move forward. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's an interesting thought. And I, I'm thinking about in, in my own life, some situations and opportunities that came along where that ended up being part of the equation. You have to kind of backfill some thinking or some uh, mindsets that need to be shifted to set yeah. the stage to allow the forward momentum forward, yeah. forward movement. That's so great. Whenever I listen to you, so I come up with a new idea <laughs> and I just thought about it is slowing down so you can speed up. Oh, I like it. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to stop the chain. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I have a feeling we could go back and forth like this for a long time. Sure. But, uh, Patricia, if folks want to get a hold of you directly, how's the best way for them to do that? So one thing is they can look at my website, um, which is www.patricialintner. That's two N in my surname, lintner.com. And they can um, maybe um, look at the, the area where they can uh, book a free human design chart reading. That's what I offer. That's just a 15-minute free reading to give them a look at their true energetic potential. They can find me on social media, but I'm not that active on social media because I said I am a boutique business and I love highly customizing and not mass marketing myself. Um, maybe I should, but I, 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 that's not my desire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we will have all of that information in the show notes if you didn't catch it on the way. And um, Patricia, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And, and as I said, at one point in the show, I know I'll be real upfront. I know there's probably a few people listening right now that are going, what in the world has Doug gone off to do now? You know, you got to be kidding me. I don't, but I'm, I'm serious folks. There's inevitably going to be a moment in your, in the life of your business or in your existence as a leader out in big business that you're going to kind of hit a wall. You're going to feel a little stuck and you're going to kind of wonder what the next step ought to be about I think it's very important to peel that onion and do whatever you might have to do in the way of background work to figure out why exactly you have gotten stuck. And it may well be about limiting beliefs that have finally overcome the situation and really got you bound up and <clears throat> stopped up from where you could and should be going. And I've, I've said it a couple of times during this episode, I'll say it one last time, <clears throat> I firmly believe in the amazing power of the human potential and what we can do. And anytime I hear anybody talking about feeling stymied, stuck, or stalled, it's inevitably that six inches of real estate right here that's holding you back. So uh, reach out to somebody like Patricia, or uh, I'll certainly be happy to help if you've... Uh, 
got a question or want some ideas, we're we're here to do that. Absolutely. And if you allow me to add something, because again, yeah, you triggered Go. a reaction. <laughs> Uh, and I thought about, yes, it's all that you just um, talked about. And it's reconnecting with what lights you up, what brings you joy and slowing down so you can speed up. And oftentimes it is so fantastic too. And that's that's one of my passions. I um, invite people to retreats twice a year um, so that they can slow down and can take the time we touched upon time to really discover who they really are and I think it is self-care and self-love and slowing down and discovering who they really are because there is so much potential inside of everyone absolutely and, yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, I <laughs> 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 I, everything you said, I'm totally in favor of, and I, I, I too, I've, I've thought of another two or three things to pile on with that. But I'm, I'm going to hold at that. I'm going to uh, let it go, and uh, we're gonna bring this to a close. But Patricia, it's been a pleasure having you here. This has been just a real joy, and uh, folks, I hope you can certainly hear and feel her spirit and her passion for the work she's doing. It's. Uh, certainly been a blessing to me to have her on the show and, and share. And I hope likewise, it's been that for you. So uh, one last time, Patricia, thank you very much. Thank, really thank you, Doug, for having me. It's been a blessing for me to be on your show and have to, to have this beautiful, beautiful conversation. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, folks, if you're listening on an audio stream, I, I remind everybody, we do have a video episode of this over on YouTube, a channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, leave a comment, uh, leave us a note, write us a note about any other ideas, suggestions, or recommendations you've got for the show. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, feel free, give us a thumbs up or thumbs down. We, feedback is good. Either way, we, we'll take it. And uh, for now, we're going to sign off. Say goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.